You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right with host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I am so very excited to share another hour with you. We've all heard about the importance of learning. Learning doesn't necessarily mean education, going to class, taking coursework, but learning is a active pursuit of acquiring continuing knowledge as we go through life. And regardless of the profession we choose, to stay in our profession and to thrive in our profession, we all need to pursue continuing learning, which is why organizations require us to have continuing professional education credits and organizations offer continuing education training within the organization so that we as employees can stay current. What happens if we are not current in our knowledge? If we are not current, we cannot innovate and bring cutting edge solutions to our employers. Whether we are employing ourselves for our own entrepreneurial business, or we're working for a university, or we're working for a medical institution, whether you're working for a corporation, it really doesn't matter. For us to remain viable, we need to learn and grow and innovate so that we are continuously coming up with new ways of serving whoever it is our mission is to serve. So keeping that in mind, I would like to take this opportunity to introduce you to my guest today, Dr. Liz Boone. She is somebody in the interest of full disclosure, a personal friend of mine I have met through the social engagements and uh, social change that we are driving in the greater Chicago area. It has been a real honor to get to know Dr. Boone and work with her and communicate with her on various other matters. But today it is a pleasure for me to bring Dr. Boone on this episode, Never Too Late for Lifelong Learning. Dr. Boone is a professor, she is a change agent, and she is truly a fellow lifelong learner. And the secret is that those of us who teach, teach, because that's the, the secret is that that's how we keep current in our learning and we learn from our students and we teach our students, right? So with that right. in mind, Liz, welcome to the show. It is such an honor to have you. Thank you, Dr. Cass. I am, I am pleased to be able to do this, have this talk with you today. Just a nice chat about never too late for lifelong learning mm-hmm. because for me, I began, my undergraduate work was done in the business field. So when I decided to come into higher education, I came into higher education with an undergrad degree in business. I had worked already for 20-plus years uh-huh. with a major corporation, and I had also been teaching as an adjunct fellow um, instructor while I was working for this corporation. 
Now, what I did was I learned how important it was to be taught online learning. And Mm -hmm. the company I was working for, which you probably all are familiar with, they have employed the um, what you call today online travel system. Okay, and okay. I worked for one of the major Fortune 500 organizations, airline organizations that actually started this kind mm-hmm. of business. And at that time, there was an Apollo system, there was a Sabre system, there was WorldSpan systems. All of these systems were designed to help travel agents do the mm-hmm. work that persons are doing today, that individuals actually perform in their homes. And I can recall back when, just to show you how, you know, life spans, when people would say, oh, I'll never be able to take a flight without a ticket. I always have to have a ticket. And we said, no, you won't always have to have a ticket. However, do we need tickets today? No. We can go from our phones directly on board the airplane. They can check you in Uh that way. They can give you your seats that way. So we're here today with an online, we're in an online world, and this online has carried itself over into lifelong learning for in many aspects and in many ways. That is such a fascinating journey, and you and I have both come from business school into the business world, into higher education, into teaching, and mm-hmm. today we can juggle both. Because we can do things online, right? We know in the business world, we work in uh, cross-national teams. We work with people we may never see. Same way we teach and learn from people we we will never see. And technology has allowed all of this to happen. And so what do you see is driving the modern desire for continued learning because learning from the old days is very much going into the classroom, listening to the professor, listening to the teacher, taking notes, answering questions. Today, a lot is self-taught. Teaching is almost becoming a facilitator and a mentor and a coach role. Yeah. And I, I think what really got this whole thing ball rolling was the at your own pace or Mm -hmm. on your own terms or, however you want to phrase, whatever catchphrase you'd like to use. But it was all about doing it to make relieve yourself from having to appear somewhere at a specific time, at a specific place. You know, you could do it from your home, from your car, and it's become more mobile. We've just become a very mobile and portable community, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the way the world has just gone, that's the direction the world is going in. So if you can carry it with you, if you can do it on the train, if you can do it on the plane and get it done, that's the end result. And then we we transfer it electronically so it can be transferred from any place around the globe. Mm -hmm. And we are also living in an era where more and more young people are looking at the cost of our American education, for example, and saying, I'm never going to break even. There is no return on this investment. It's going to cost me a quarter of a million to get an undergraduate degree. I'm just going to get an associate's degree and go to the office and start working and 
get certifications. And lifelong learning has taken a completely different meaning. And I'm also seeing more and more employers saying, not so much the degree is what we want, show us what you have accomplished and demonstrate to us how you can apply what you know. And That's we're almost going correct. back to the apprentice type world all, the, all over again, right? Right, and what we used to call that was co-op or cooperative type of work. We, you know, back in the day, if you will, um, where our young people in high school would take classes to teach them culinary aspects, culinary um, skills, or to gain more woodworking skills or skills with their hands because now we're looking at what is it that you really do. You know, are you an artisan of sorts? You know, that's more important, unfortunately, to some who are looking to hire than having a piece of paper. So what I always tell my students is it's wonderful to have had all this information that you can put down on paper, but let's also capture those skill sets that you really have. What did you learn while you were there? So there is something called you know, getting your degree based on what you've learned. And you can earn credits that way. And you have to write towards what it is you've actually actually laid hands on, actually participated in. So let's say, you know, if you were a president of an organization in your condominium, Mm-hmm. What work did you do? How did you organize those folks? What did you, you know, what what um, types of programs did you lead? Um, did you make changes within that condominium? Um, were you the, the lead person in seeing that the roofing got done or what have you? So that all becomes important, too, and it needs to be planted right on that piece of paper or resume, if you will, or CD Mm -hmm. that you're writing to present alongside of the fact that you may have undergrad, you know, master's degrees, Mm -hmm. degrees, and what have you. But we do need to show that actual work that one has actually done. Mm -hmm. And that is such an important point you make. And a lot of young people who are seeking undergraduate degrees today forget that they get focused on getting their degree joining the fraternity or sorority and do the social things, but they're Mm -hmm. not focused on getting those internships and getting those job skills and not focusing on some of those leadership skills and volunteer activities that are also going to shape their soft skills. Two things that young people are leaving on the table, which is part of lifelong learning outside of the classroom teaching and the GPA itself. That's right. And the lifelong learning itself is one that can really add years to one's Mm -hmm. life span because, you know, there is something to be said for allowing the brain to be massaged. Mm -hmm. And you're always open, being open to what's new and being open to change. So, Part of my degree was to be a change agent. I've lived Mm -hmm. through many changes in terms of organizations going from one name to another name, being bought out Mm -hmm. by an organization and changing this and that. And so who moved my cheese (laughs) was a 
that came out <laughs> many years ago. But it did have a lot of validity because the, the topic itself talked about just that. Like, we become creatures of habit. You do the same thing every single day. Well, what happens when those places that you're normally accustomed to going to are no longer there? So mm-hmm. where are you going to go? What's going what's gonna to take place in your life? Are you going to fall apart? And believe me, some people really have difficulty with that change and are not Mm -hmm. able to make the switch. So, you know, that's where that book did come in handy. And I know many companies actually would provide that to their employers when they were going through downsizing Mm -hmm. or switching or changing over, if you will, all those words, you know, those little buzzwords we learned along the way. Mm -hmm. And that is... um, True. And that is so important to remember because technology is accelerating the rate of change. And if we're not keeping pace with the change, we can't stay current. And if we can't stay current, we become obsolete. The minute we become obsolete, we become the target for downsizing. So with that very, very valuable nugget, let's go for our first break, come back and pick this conversation right back up. out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to unleash your inner goldilocks how to get it just right to reach dr cass henry or her guest today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr cass henry at hotmail.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to Unleashing a Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. 
you're joining us in the episode, Never Too Late for Lifelong Learning. Dr. Lisbon, welcome back to the show. You and I have known each other and we know different stories about our lives, but I really would like you to take a moment and share with our audience what prompted you at the end of your business career to go back to school and pursue your PhD and do these other things and truly, truly lengthen the years of contribution. You still are contributing greatly to society, but what prompted you to do that and what prompted you to take a different route? Well, you know, it's really interesting you asked me that question because um, having looked at and having lived through, um, as I mentioned earlier, a several downsizings, watching companies go and come, I had to reevaluate and look at, okay, what would be a good area for me to get in that would be sustainable throughout the, you know, my entire life. And I've always liked education, so it wasn't hard. And so the apple didn't fall from the tree, far from the tree. My aunt had a doctorate. My mom was a minister. So I came from a family of educators. And from that aspect, it was like, okay, you've got to do this. You've got to get into education at some point in time. However, it was very haphazardly. I happened to be teaching in a training um, session. At the end of a training session, I was given an opportunity to meet with a dean of a higher education institution out here in the western suburbs in Chicago, who asked me if I would be interested in teaching exactly what I just taught in the business world, but over at their university. And this university happens to do exactly what we're talking about. They focus on the adult learners. They believe in bringing classes that are more skill-based and um, easier for people to acquire and attain the kind of uh, skill sets that they're looking for, like certifications and what have you. So I chose to do that. However, once I got there, I had no degrees. So I explained to the dean, I said, you know, I really do need to finish my education as well. And mm-hmm. what I was given was an opportunity to do what we call competency. So I was mm-hmm. able to competency out of several of the classes that I needed for my general education courses to be complete and to attain that uh, first associate degree. And then once I got started, I just didn't stop. After that, I went for the bachelor's at a four-year institution. I went for a master's in psychology at a Mm four-year institution. And then I chose to continue and get my doctorate. So for me, Once I got started, and I will tell anyone, you know, don't take too long of a break in between. Once you start going as an an adult, yes, life might get in the way, but there's a a way that you can put Mm -hmm. your other situations on the shelf. You know, you have to learn how to prioritize and just Mm -hmm. say, you know, the education is what I'm going for now. You can always come back. To those yearnings that you had along the way that you said you wanted to achieve. But if the education is what you wanted to do, which is what I had intended on completing, mm-hmm. I just kept going. And I know people who've seen me do this process, and, and they are actually <laughs> very amazed that I was able to just kind of keep my head down and just go and, you know, stay focused. Mm-hmm. 
And do you find that there is a difference between somebody later in life choosing to do this and pursuing it with a passion and commitment versus a young person doing it because that was expected? Because when you do what is expected, there is not that much commitment. Well, yeah. I mean, the the last job I had in higher ed, uh, full-time position, was in an adult learning environment. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we actually taught adults versus, um, you know, our school was appealed to the adult learner. I believe they had to be 22 Mm -hmm. to even enroll. So those learners tend to be much more focused and serious about Mm -hmm. maintaining, you know, their grade point averages, the commitment is there, um, the interest is there. They understand because they're bringing their actual work and career world into the classroom. And then they're Mm -hmm. being taught by instructors like myself and yourself who have worldly experiences under our belt to bring that into the classroom. And it just makes it for a much richer environment so everybody gains. And I don't think the adult learner looks at it as much uh, of a drudgery as the younger students do. The younger students want it to be quick, fast, get it over with. Now, the other piece to that is the cohort. Um, Mm -hmm. The adult programs are driven by cohort programs. So you start and you finish. With the same With the same individuals, yes. Mm-hmm. And you keep each other accountable that way. So mm-hmm. if if Liz isn't there, Cass is going to give Liz a call. Mm-hmm. Where have you been? I haven't seen you. So there's some accountability that you begin to share amongst yourself. And that is in itself very valuable. Excellent point. And truly the days of professional educators and professional students are going away because the workplace okay. requires practitioners developing next generation of practitioners. And what I find fascinating in the classroom is as a accounting finance and economics professor, I am teaching accounting with T accounts the way books were kept more than 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. In the workplace, we use technology. Our books are right. written like 30 years ago is how the real world is today. And I think part of the reason why employers are saying degrees are fine, but show me what you can do is having the theoretical knowledge doesn't always translate into practical capability to accomplish okay. something. And they need somebody who can do it, not somebody who can right. talk we about it. We call that the application of whatever mm-hmm. it is you've learned. Now you've got to apply it. So how do you apply that? Yes, Exactly. Mm-hmm. So do you see a time where our textbooks and the learning material of traditional schools are going to be modernized and become cutting edge so that we truly are preparing students who are paying quarter of a million or more to truly succeed in the real world, thrive in the real world as opposed to now we've taught the theory, go figure out how to get an internship and learn how to do the work. Mm. What I, what I see with the textbooks in this era with textbooks is that they have become more online. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's more of your textbooks to your pads and being able to have that 
ready when you are kind of access to mm-hmm. your textbook. And then what I also see in the world of textbooks is more case learning. So it's where, yes, you, you learn the theoretical and all, but then you have more cases. So any kind of applications where you can say, all right, let's now apply this based on this case, based on that case. Mm-hmm. And also at the end of these programs where they have to not necessarily defend, but they do have to have a, um, what would you call that, where they all present. You have to do a presentation. And yes, every, a capstone-type presentation. A mm-hmm. capstone, yes. A capstone class itself overall then explains what we learned throughout the entire however month, I mean, however many months the program was, 2.5 years or what have you. But then it also could take place after each class where there's a presentation at the end of the class and a lot of reading and a lot of speaking because communication, now the class I teach is a uh, corporate communications class. I also mm-hmm. teach facilitation and um, uh, diversity class. And so in these classes, they have to do some kind of presentation at the end where that's important for them to then display what they've learned in an application form. Mm-hmm. And it might even involve more group work. And I see, and I do work with a lot of people who just, detest group work, okay? But group work is real world. You cannot exist on the planet alone. And what I find, and it's unfortunate, that Mm -hmm. our young people are becoming more and more independent. And so they want to operate in groups where the older learners are fine Mm -hmm. in working with groups because they know what the value Mm -hmm. is to teamwork. Well, Mm -hmm. as we all know, how um, how do our armed forces work, how do our policemen work, how do our mm-hmm. football, our athletic teams work. Everything is based on teamwork. Well, if you're going to finish your four years on an independent basis and then think that you can walk into a corporation and operate in a silo, it's not happening. You have no, to come no. in knowing mm-hmm. that you're a part of a group, you're part of a team, and mm-hmm. how does that mechanism work and where do you fit mm-hmm. in? With that, that thought... Group? With that thought, let's go for a second break, come back, and continue the conversation on how do we deal with the millennials and Gen Zs and the changing approach to work. Hold that thought, Dr. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's KASHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars 
cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You are joining us back in the episode, Never Too Late for Lifelong Learning. So Liz, when we went for break, um, we were talking about how the younger generation that is coming into the education system and into the workforce have grown up in an environment where it's always been about them, right? We do Mm -hmm. live in a society that tells children the first 21 years of their life Each of them are very special and it's all about them and it's all about their individualism and they're never wrong and what they want they can become, right? So we tell them that and then we bring them into the real world and tell them, oh honey, whatever we told you for 21 years are really not real. This is not about you. This is about the company and this is about a team. And that's awful. And that's a very Western, a very American approach. How do we mm-hmm. change the parenting and the 21 years of conditioning? Because children don't know, right? And then my first job in America was with AT&T. And one of the things I found appalling and fascinating all at the same time is when a couple gets pregnant, the first thing they do is they call the cable company and put a cable TV in the baby room. Oh. I'm like, Why? You want a baby to bond with the machine and not you? I mean, can you guys take turns or have a relative come and talk to the kid and have the baby bond with a human being? So we are putting a child in front of a machine and then we give them these smartphones. They are so good with technology compared to us because a two-year-old knows how to handle technology. And normally a two-year-old is teaching grandparents, right, how to (laughs) handle technology. We live in a really upside down world. And so we've given them all this power with technology. It's almost like watching an immigrant family where the parents don't speak English, the children speak English. And so by the time they become teenagers, they think they're boss. Right. You go to mm-hmm. hospitals, mm-hmm. it's the children who are translating for the parents. So we we are living in an upside down world where they think that, you know, they can do whatever they want and whatever they do is right. And they are the adult. But 
they have not been trained to function as part of a larger team. They don't talk, they text. So how well, do they change that? Well, I, as I sit here and I listen to you, Dr. Cass, uh, what comes to my mind and what I would, the way I would approach this if I were counseling or advising a parent today mm-hmm. is to reach out or find engagement where children, your children, could mm-hmm. become a part of groups and become part of teams. And what comes to my mind is STEM, for example. There are STEM camps, and some of them are called STEAM camps now because we've also introduced the art or the field of art into this whole concept of math and science and tech. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they then can learn to work early. And I know some programs start as early as nine. I know I'm a part of an organization with the NAACP that we put on a STEAM camp at um, North Central College in Naperville. And it's for mm-hmm. nine-year-olds. It starts at age nine. It's every summer. We've done it for the last three years. It will be this July. Again, it's every July. But that's just one of many, and there are many um, different programs. And during those times when they're in those camps, there are no phones. You know, they're diligently working. They're involved and engaged in a project. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with sleuth. Have you ever heard of that term? No. Where they have, like, academic sleuth programs. Well, they okay. take a concept, and they have to build upon this concept. And they're done at some of the higher learning institutions as well. Um, they can also be done at some high schools. Um, but there are programs out here. And I would say to most parents to seek out that because it's not going to come to them unless they subscribe to their neighborhood community, uh, like the city of Aurora papers and the city of Naperville papers and that kind of thing. But the parents will have to do a little more digging and they can't expect the schools to be the dominant um, source anymore because Mm -hmm. unfortunately the students find the schools to be one environment where they like to leave from rather than come to. So if they're so eager to leave, then they're not going to engage themselves as much as they really should. Whereas if you can identify what your child's area of interest is, find that Mm -hmm. sweet spot which is why I'm really excited that art has been put into the STEAM programs because you have a lot of very, very smart and art-filled students, art-focused students that also have good technology skills and science skills and math skills. Mm-hmm. And it does take both because the architecture, architecture of Chicago was not designed by someone who didn't have a feel for art. Okay, yes, uh-huh. they were smart enough to put the buildings up, but then they also had to put the design of the buildings up. Uh-huh. So it takes both eyes, and I think we have to dig a little deeper as parents and not forget to look for that child's sweet spot and see just what it is they really are intrigued by. Take them to hands-on museums. Take them to uh-huh. places where they then can, you know, um, act out who they who they're truly, who they truly are from the pit of their stomachs versus who the parents may want them to be. Because mm-hmm. parents have a tendency to want, you know, their children to be doctor. I want you to be doctor. 
or I want you to be, you know, teacher. Well, maybe the child is not interested in that, but they may have that skill set or that intellect to be able to do that, but that is not necessarily where their interest lies. So Mm -hmm. to find something that will engage them in group work would be what I would suggest to parents trying to um, position their students today or their children today for the real world. Mm-hmm. So I, I had the privilege of getting my education all the way up to the end of my undergraduate degree outside of the United States. As an immigrant, I came in here as a working adult with a degree and then pursued mm-hmm. my higher education here. But the part of the world I come from, uh, the music and the arts are equally important because music and the arts actually develop the mind for scientific understanding. Children who are good in music are good in math and science. Music Mm -hmm. is sound waves. Music is physics, right? So art is geometry. Art is math. So I always jokingly say our dogs do better trigonometry than our people because the dog can predict at this speed, if my prey is moving, at what angle, at what speed do I have to run and how high I need mm-hmm. to jump to catch it? <laughs> right? Good. So our yeah. animals in- instinctively know trigonometry. We also, as creatures God made, instinctively have this. But we haven't mm-hmm. developed all the aspects of our human skills to be able to tap into it or even be aware of it. And it breaks my heart when I see music programs and art programs cut in school because Mm -hmm. all of that is not allowing the sciences and the math and the numbers outside of our brain to function. And so that brings up a fascinating question. We have to address the whole person. And I happen to have been at one of the institutions here. Uh, It's a it's a high school, but it's one of the high schools for the gifted, and they, mm-hmm. you know, focus on STEM, STEM. And I said, well, let's not forget about the A. You know, and it has not been approved yet across the board for that school to really um, include it, but they've got to include that because there are too many catastrophes taking place with our young students um, because. Mm-hmm they feel their worlds are not being shaped in the way in which they themselves want to identify and that they don't fit in. So with the camps and the ability to introduce young people to arts and sciences Mm -hmm. and parents taking them to collaborative uh, activity locations, what does this do to single parents who have to juggle multiple jobs, sometimes even two-parent households has to juggle juggle multiple jobs to make ends meet because too many jobs don't pay for a living. Okay. And so we have socially engineered circumstances where not every strata of our society has the time or the accessibility to all of this, which is also heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. It is. It truly is. I know our program that we have at the uh, college here in Naperville, we have a scholarship, and a Mm -hmm. scholarship can be done based upon need. Mm -hmm. Um, There are programs that will offer scholarships. A lot of times it's a matter of asking, and oftentimes I would 
it's okay. Humble yourself. Do not be too proud mm-hmm. to say that you need assistance and to say, you know, where can I go? There is a program in the city of Chicago right now that I'm also engaged in with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and it's called the African American Network. The coordinator, who is Sheila Jones, is mm-hmm. working diligently. She started the program a year ago, and what it does is it reaches out to all of the students in the Chicago area and brings them into the symphony as well as she's reached out to the western suburbs, and I'm actually that point person for her out here in this area. And what we do is we bring the symphony and the access to the symphony to children, our youth, and the parents um, in multiple ways. So there are, she's working right now on the schedule for 2018-2019. There are ways of introducing black composers, Mm -hmm. um, female composers, um, persons that look more like the students so that they don't feel so far removed from wanting to play the violin and being Mm -hmm. able to master the violin. Because it's one thing to want to play it and another thing to master it, right? Yes. And Mm -hmm. you master it over years and years and years of practice. Um, Oftentimes, students will start it and then they drop it because there's no one there to help them with that mastery piece. Mm -hmm. But, um, again, you know, it's awareness. And how do we get the word out? Well, I think Mm -hmm. we start each person, one person at a time. And that's why I found having this conversation with you was very important and and very, very valuable. And I am so, so happy that we are having this conversation. The show has a national and global reach, and this truly gets the conversation started among all our listeners and their extended family. So I so appreciate it. Let's go ahead and take our final break and come back and see what uh, words of wisdom you have for our audience as we wrap up the show. Thank you. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. 
have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us in the final segment of the episode, Never Too Late for Lifelong Learning. So when we went for break, we were talking about the different avenues parents can reach out to get their children engaged in collaborative arts and sciences and community activities. And uh, during the break, we were talking about how religious institutions can play a part. Now, I come from a part of the world where None of us are Christians, but all our educational institutions are run by the clergy because when we were no longer a European colony, we let the clergy stay and run the institutions and the tax money went into the institutions. So Mm. we learned Western music, Western instruments, Western dancing, but then in our traditional temples, we and traditional community learning, we learned all our Eastern Uh, music and dancing and instruments. So we had the benefit of both the East and the West. How can we bring that same access to uh, creativity and uh, engagement across our communities when not all communities have the right kind of accessibility through their religious institutions? You have to have certain affluence to provide that to the community, right? Yeah, I think you have to also, as I, I think I may have alluded to a little bit earlier, it was about remaining humble mm-hmm. and letting your neighbors, you know, know who you are, finding out who lives next door to you, who are your mm-hmm. children playing with, and then sharing. I know just the other day uh, where I live, I had some small children that were out playing and they've been I've been seeing them playing, and they're playing in the driveway. They're playing in the parking lot, and I just don't want to see something happen here. So I Mm -hmm. went in, and I Googled the closest play yard for them and came back out and told the mom, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I've heard of that place, but I've not been there. I said, well, yeah, it's just under five miles away, and there's swings and slides and you know, all kinds of wonderful things. She's so grateful. She was like, thank you so much. Well, I don't know, you know, if she had ever thought about doing that. But before I see a child get hurt in a driveway, I'm going to take it upon myself to reach out and try to help. So it, it took me a moment. It didn't take long. It's the mm-hmm. playgrounds nearest to me. 
Um, I think we have to remember that we're not in this alone. And that yes. then goes back to the other piece where I wanted to talk a little bit about was the resilience of single parenting. Because as you single parent, you, you know, if you are a single parent or parenting in any either or if you're, a, you know, if you're a couple, you have to come outside of your own self and be, um, be open to helping others as much as allowing others to help you. And the resiliency that you find after your children walk across that stage at high school and you see that you're still here and you're still okay, pinch yourself and pat yourself on the back that you made it that far and that you're okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that you didn't get there alone. I always tell no, that little story. Yeah, nothing in life happens alone, right? Regardless That's of how right. we might try to convince ourselves, it is yes. a journey that is enabled by countless people around us. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. So okay. as we bring the show to a close and this conversation to an end, what words of advice do you have briefly for people who should think about lifelong learning as they look at their own life journey and the desire to thrive in their life. Because it's not just a job. It's not just a career. Just to live and thrive, one needs to know how the world works, right? Right. My advice would be to remember to lift as you climb. Mm -hmm. Because we all have to... Remember, as we mentioned earlier, we didn't get to here alone. We did come with somebody, somebody's help that was yes. able to push us up to a point. And to feel and to know that you're on a good path. If you choose to go for an education or a formal education as an adult, it will help you. It will help you in your, if you're not in an immediate world of, of work or career, it may help you get into one. You know, it helps with the focus that you have to choose something and complete it in increments. If it is a four-year degree that you're doing in two because you're doing it as a cohort and you're going to be able to uh, condense and accelerate your program, if you're doing it online and you're able to do it at your own pace and you are able to do it when you can on the bus, on the train, on the plane, mm-hmm. you still come to the same point. That is very, very valuable advice because ultimately, as they say, we all stand on the shoulders of people who came before us, Mm -hmm. and then we need to lend our shoulders for the people who are going to come after us, right? That's right. That's right. There you go. So that Mm -hmm. would be my advice, to just know. And then I believe it's it's my responsibility and it's each and every person's responsibility to do the same thing for somebody else. So volunteer work. Encourage your youth, mm-hmm. your children to volunteer. It's okay to not accept a check all the time or to be paid immediately for, you know, but the gratification alone that you help someone to reach their goal yes. is how you get, mm-hmm. how you are able I'm to I'm so happy that. you mentioned volunteerism because um, I am part of an organization that we just started about eight months ago. And Mm -hmm. it's all about accountability, transparency, responsibility, and stewardship. Mm -hmm. And our value proposition is learn, lead, and leave a legacy. 
learn from somebody using what you have learned, you lead. And as you lead, pull other people up so that when you leave, you leave a legacy by bringing the next generation up. And pretty much in keeping with the theme of your words of wisdom. And I know you and I work as part of other not-for-profits like Unity Partnership and our religious institutions, our churches, our temples, our schools. And it's truly us helping one another and participating in each other's uh, community service and volunteering events. And we don't even need to stick to our own race or our own community. I actually would love to see people crossing over and partnering in other people's events, other people's activities, because ultimately we all together make up the community, right? Just like the Martin Luther King event, we all participated in. It really doesn't matter where we came from, we all have certain privileges because of the sacrifices of people like Martin Luther King, right? So why not celebrate? Why not Mm -hmm. take a page? And I cannot tell you how much I have enjoyed this conversation with you, Liz. Thank you. I feel the same way. I'm very appreciative of being able to participate. Thank you. Let's not make this the one and only. I would love for you to come back. And we'll continue our interesting conversations on topics that is going to help our audience. And uh, let's keep this dialogue going with the different topics okay. so that we can, we right. can continue to help our people. Will do. Thank you. Thank Dr. you so Pan. very much, Liz. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Boone. And to my audience, thank you. To my audience, please keep in mind that your interest, your passion, and things that motivate you and the things that you want to be engaged in is what the show is all about because this is about your empowerment and it is about your transformation. So please email me at drcasshenry at hotmail.com with your feedback, suggestions, thoughts, and any ideas you have. And as I always say when I bring this show to an end, Remember, as you continue on your journey, day by day, week by week, remember that every human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. So let's go out there, transform lives, and don't forget to start with your own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.